entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Ryan Bomberger. Hi, Ryan. How are you? It's great to be here. I'm feeling awesome. Just after a holiday weekend. Yes. Great one at that. <laughs> and uh, and you're rested, right? Well, you know, as much as a father of four can be rested, yes. <laughs> you know, homeschooling father of four. So, yes. Yes. Okay. Slightly rested. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Ryan. Uh, more will reveal itself as we go through the conversation. But let me tell you this about Ryan Bomberger. He has a rather unique perspective on the innate nature of purpose. Ryan is an Emmy award-winning creative professional who founded the Radiance Corporation, a life affirming 501c3, along with his wife, Bethany. He is a broadcast media designer, producer, columnist, passionate factivist. I guess we'll talk about being a factivist a little bit later on. International public speaker and author of the new and powerful book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. Now, if you're used to just hearing the standard opening from the Business Builder Show, you're probably already perked up a little bit right ryan we're going to have their attention today you know we i don't know i have a habit of drawing attention (laughs) well i want you to do that today but let me put this in let me let let me kind of prep everybody ryan as you well know because we've talked about this is a business show as i've already said for entrepreneurs business owners and business leaders so I, i am really anxious to share your views on controversial topics such as abortion, Planned Parenthood, civil rights, adoption, and inequality. Why do I do this? I want my audience to be informed. I want them to make informed decisions for their families, their businesses, and their communities. So again, Ryan Bomberger, thank you for being with us on the Business Builder Show. Ryan, let's start with your organization, the Radiance uh, Radiance Foundation. Tell me about that. Where did it start? And uh, let's start there. Sure. My wife, Bethany, and I started the Radiance Foundation back in 2009 because we wanted to to tackle some of these tough social issues. And my wife, who's been a teacher for about 13 years as an educator, wanted to be able to educate people about issues beyond all the sound bites. And as a creative professional, where I worked in ad agencies for years and years, 
we just kind of combined our skills and when we launched the Radiance Foundation to illuminate, educate, and motivate. We wanted to illuminate the truth that every human life is purpose. We wanted to educate people about a myriad of social issues and actually give them the facts. <laughs> and so then <laughs> that last part, the motivate part, which isn't always easy, but we want to motivate people because, you know, information and knowledge that's just sitting there does nothing. We want people to put that into action. So we started this back in 2009 and things really just exploded. We started off with a billboard campaign to start off with uh, the fall that we began the mm. Raiden's Foundation and things have just been going crazy ever since. Yes. Um, we just, we have incredible opportunities to speak in college campuses like Harvard and Princeton and, uh, you know, University of Notre Dame and Penn State Yes, to, you know, educating uh, congressional staffers on Capitol Hill to helping to raise millions for pregnancy centers across the country, as well as uh, address different rallies and political events across the country. Although we're not very political, we're more concerned about the, the deeply personal and the spiritual as well. Yes. So uh, the site, your website is the radiancefoundation.org. Do I have that right? You do, or it's even easier. You could just say go to radiance.life. That's the shortest way to get there. Radiance.life. Okay, I'll ask you to uh, say that several times. I would, uh, the listening audience, I would suggest you go there right now, although pay close attention to the words. Your your story needs to be told to kind of set up even your journey to getting to the Radiance Foundation. So let's start with anywhere you want, I guess, with you being adopted. Maybe you want to start there, but tell your personal story. And again, I know this because I heard you speak, and that's why I wanted you to come on the show. So tell us your personal story. You know, I grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. You might have heard of Lancaster before. And it's it's an amazing story because it started with my mom, who was put in a children's home for one year. She had an alcoholic father. Her parents separated. So her heart for adoption started at the age of five. And my dad had the same heart for adoption. My dad was a businessman. If you've ever heard of Bomberger's in Lancaster County, our family owns that store. Um, But my parents both had that same heart for adoption, reaching out to children that the world said would be unwanted and unloved. Mm -hmm. And so they had three biological children, and I was the first one adopted at the age of six weeks. You you can't tell over the radio, I'm brown, I'm white, and I'm black, biracial. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I put that in quotes because we're just all one human race anyway. But... I was the first one adopted, the, their fourth child, and every year one child was added to the family, and we grew to a family of 15. So 13 kids, 10 of whom were adopted, yeah. and all of us were adopted in love. So that's really the beginning of my life, to have parents who deliberately chose me to love me dis- despite my circumstances, which I am that 1% that is used 100% of the time to justify abortion. My birth mom was raped, yet she chose to be courageous enough to not only allow me to live, but also gave me the incredible gift of adoption. Yeah. Um, I hesitate because I I wish I had a comeback to that, but I don't. Uh, It's strong. It's a strong story. So tell me again, I'm I'm going to wander around a little bit, Ryan. I know you'll bring me back because you're a pro, Uh, but tell me about your campaign, Too Many Aborted campaign. What was that about? Too Many Aborted. Well, I mentioned our first campaign as a fledgling 501c3 was to tackle the easiest topics possible, race and abortion. Yes. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Go <laughs> right for it. <laughs> right. And we're, you know, we're 
northerners, if I guess people still use that terminology. My wife's from New York City. Our whole family's from New York City. I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But we were living in Atlanta when we started the Radiance Foundation. And so we didn't expect the kind of response we got when we launched TooManyBoarded.com, which was a billboard campaign to highlight. It was the first public ad campaign ever to highlight the hugely disproportionate impact of abortion in the black community, where abortion rates are up to five times higher. Abortion is the leading cause of death of black lives, uh, actually, in this country. They outnumber all leading causes of death, all top 15 leading causes of death combined. Mm. Anyway, we launched this campaign, and the reaction was unbelievable. I mean, you'd think that, you know, the Civil War just started again, but Mm. NPR... uh, MSNBC, CNN, I mean, New York Times, I mean, the the entire mainstream media out, major mainstream media outlets covered it, you know, the blogosphere, it was incredible. And what I found so disturbing was how little these mainstream media journalists knew. They would mm. interview us, they'd ask us questions, where would we get this information? It's just conspiracy. I said, no, it's history. It's documented. It's these are federal statistics, and they didn't even know where to look. Yeah. But it was remarkable to hear, and here I am, a brown guy, being accused of being a racist because I dared to tackle the issue of race and abortion, uh, you know, where you know abortion statistically hits the black community harder than any other community. Yeah. So it was a wake-up call to understand that, you know, the, the agenda-driven, dare I call them fake news, mm. that that refuses to play its role in in informing the public. They're just too interested or overly interested in forming public opinion, but not informing the public. Yeah. Where did, that the hard way. <laughs> where, where did you put these locations? What cities? This was in Atlanta. So we first just in Atlanta? Okay, yeah. 80 billboards in Atlanta. And then we, oh, we wow. did yeah. major billboards in Los Angeles, Sacramento, Milwaukee. I mean, in major cities across the country, over 500 billboards. Uh, different campaigns, but they were all tied to the too many aborted.com. So, so you threw out statistics when I heard you speak about, um, I'm not going to get this right. Um, black, more black babies are being killed than are being born in some cities. Am I right or am I wrong about that? Yes. The home where ironically Planned Parenthood was birthed in New York city, more black babies are aborted than born alive. The current stats, the most recent stats for every 1000 born alive, 1036 are aborted. And, you know, pro-abortion activists call this reproductive justice. You know, we hear the word racism thrown about everywhere. Yeah. And yet somehow this is this is celebrated. It's the only demographic that experiences more induced deaths than births. Mm. And somehow we're supposed to celebrate this. It's It was shocking. It's, it mean, is very shocking. And it's very disappointing that our mainstream media is constantly defending the abortion industry at every turn. I mean, imagine if there were any other industry. And they, they get away with the self-policing, they get away with all kinds of corruption, and they never get challenged or scrutinized by a billion-dollar mainstream media yeah. industry. Yeah. Well, you you have the phrase, you're a factivist. So what you're sharing with me, you can validate, you have facts to back this all up. Am I correct? We do an incredible amount of research. Yes, I am a factivist. I'm a firm believer in less activism and more factivism. And we, we see the, the repercussions. We've seen it in our major cities across the country over the past few years. For instance, with the Black Lives Matter um, events and the Black Lives Matter protests, and we see the decimation that a number of them have brought to major cities. When people act 
purely out of emotion, there are very dangerous consequences. Yeah. So we spend thousands of hours in research. Everything on our on Radiance.life, all the news articles are linked to the primary sources. So if you don't believe me, if you don't want to take my word for it, and I encourage you actually, go be proactive and and come to your own reasoned conclusion. But we give people all the primary links to every statistic that we give because we want people to be informed. We are factivists. We want people to become factivists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't believe that just facts move people. I'm a firm believer, especially as a creative. I try to fuse both the emotional and the evidential. The other side is always just throwing out the emotional. Yeah. Yeah. To the detriment of our society. And we have to be able to tell the stories, but also give people the context. And that's what I'm really passionate about. So my guest is Orion Scott Bomberger. His book is Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. We'll get into the civil rights part of this discussion in a minute because you're not going to hold nothing back. and I don't want you to. Um, you know, I, I, well, I'm not going to say what I was thinking for a second here. I'm going to hold off on that for. Uh, okay. So, again, not pulling any punches. You believe Planned Parenthood should be defunded. Do you or do you not? Absolutely. They have $1.3 billion in assets. They don't need our taxpayer dollars. Okay, build a case why they should be defunded. Tell me more. Well, I'm a firm believer, first and foremost, when people ask me why, it's because they kill human beings. In their last reported year, over 321,000 human beings. Our tax dollars don't need to fund an operation like this. It's not constitutional. There are two Supreme Court decisions that somehow made a magical law that allowed us to kill our offspring, which were called Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton. Planned Parenthood now benefits from those two decisions, which allow abortion through the entire pregnancy. Don't listen to mainstream media. They, they try to make it look like it's only allowed within the first three months. Right. The entire pregnancy, including up to the moment of birth. Planned Parenthood is a Planned Parenthood was birthed in what is called eugenics. Eugenics was a racist and elitist pseudoscience um, that was very popular throughout the 20th century. It's still alive and tragically well today, but it was birthed in the same pseudoscience that birthed the Holocaust. Mm. And this is you know one of the articles that I write about. If you go to radiance.life/inhumanity, you can see all of the the very well documented. Um, ties to all that, and you can you can understand Planned Parenthood's history. There's no denying that's all documented. They were birthed in this kind of this this pseudoscience, and they've never severed from it. In fact, their founder Margaret Sanger is the individual that they celebrate all the time. They give out an annual award called the Maggie Award or the Margaret Sanger Award. How do you separate from your past of yeah. racism and this this vile pseudoscience if you are given an award in the name? of the leading eugenicists of the 20th century. So yeah, wow. there are many reasons yeah. that I would defund them. But I would also say, too, um, they should be defunded because every major medical service to women has, has been plummeting at Planned Parenthood for the past 10 years. That's where I Abortion wanted to Abortion makes them all their money. Breast cancer exams, pap tests, all those things are not making them money, and they understand that, which is yeah. why those services have been plummeting. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the higher-to-retire life cycle 
with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. Brian, I hear hear from politicians and elsewhere, uh, you know, in terms of defending, if you will, Planned Parenthood. And I'm not taking a position, by the way, audience. I'm really just really want to get some facts from uh, Mr. Factism. I can't say that word now Um, from Ryan. uh, I'll say that. So I hear, well, they do so much good. Otherwise, do you want to jump through the phone at me now to talk about that? What good no, do they he, do? Give me something good that Planned Parenthood does, or can't you? As he, as he I'm just pauses. trying to imagine another business where if they made the claim that only 3% of our business model is killing innocent human beings, would it matter what their other services are? Ah. And in the case of when this happens with mainstream media, for instance, they don't ever talk about what those other services are and what they do. Um, we do. In fact, there's yeah. a great fact sheet that we have. It's called Less Care No Matter What. So when people ask, well, what good do they do? It's not to say that there isn't a service that they provide that can be helpful, but nothing that they provide, um, nothing that Planned Parenthood provides isn't provided by 13,000 other yes. healthcare-funded healthcare facilities that provide far more healthcare than Planned Parenthood. Yes. So oh. the fact that they do kill innocent human beings, that's that's a huge part of it. But I mentioned the breast cancer screenings. They're always talking about, but look at all these breast cancer exams we do. Well, they've plummeted 62% in the last 10 years. Their pap tests have plummeted 72%. Mm. Prenatal care, because they claim that they're the, the leading women's healthcare organization that, by the way, doesn't own a single mammogram machine. But they also, their prenatal care has, has plummeted 81% since 2009. Why should we be funding an organization with one point, over $1.3 billion in assets? and $77.5 million in profit, why should taxpayers be funding this? Legitimate question. So, <laughs> legitimate question. I, and I feel like these are legitimate questions, but well, they the are. mainstream media never raises those issues. Yeah. Well, give us your website again, because first of all, because of your creative background, I suppose your website is outstanding. Uh, videos, uh, articles, uh, et cetera. It is absolutely outstanding. Give us that website again, Ryan. It's www.radiance.life. Okay, so the title of your, your book is Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. Okay, <laughs> so, so you've already explained to us you're biracial. Um, so talk to me about racial inequality, and you're talking in the book about adoptions, in, incarceration, and jobs. Uh, talk to me in any way you feel comfortable about that. Sure, I mean... As someone who is white and black, my heart really is to bring reconciliation. I, I wish that President Obama had been that. Here, here we have our first, not American, not black American president, but our first biracial president. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he squandered amazing opportunities to mm-hmm. be able to, to help create or foster racial harmony. I feel like that's, that's my part of my role in life. And in this book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong, I talk about the civil rights industry. I talk about how it's been hijacked. And... And we hear all the time that there's racism in every institution in America, but somehow in the one institution where, you know, killing is the model, somehow there's no racism in that industry, but it's everywhere else. But this book was really spurred on, ironically, by a lawsuit that my my wife and I were involved in and the Radiance Foundation. We were sued by the NAACP 
I was sued by them because of an article that I had written about them um, calling out their, their partnership with Planned Parenthood. And I parodied their name. I called them the National Association for the Abortion of Colored People because oh, they radically support. Oh, I know. They didn't like it. <laughs> they radically support abortion. Yeah, they didn't like it either. And they sued me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a free, a, clearly a free speech issue. So here I'm in court, you know, being sued for far more money than, than we have. And I thought, this is ironic. I'm a brown guy being sued for one of my most basic civil rights, free speech. Yeah. And to fast forward and all that, two years later, we were, we were defended by Alliance Defending Freedom, and we won. The NAACP lost. But this book really talks about a lot of these issues where, I mean, we talk about racial inequality. I mean, I'm a firm advocate for adoption, and we still have organizations, prominent organizations, who don't think a black child should ever be placed in a white home for any reason. Amazing. I mean, who yeah. is that going to benefit? Yeah. I mean, wow. my family is very racially diverse. We're white, black, Native American, Vietnamese. I mean, we're just a mixture family. And it just pains my heart to think that, that this pigmentation somehow gets to determine whether a child can go into a home or not. It's, yeah. So there are, there are a lot of issues. I mean, I can pick out. Well, how about incarceration? But- Let's talk about incarceration. I mean, uh, you know, that, 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 that hits me too. So talk about that. Well, one of the things I know there was, um, you know, the Oscars where they love to kind of pontificate about certain things. Yes. It's funny because the Hollywood celebs, they all pat themselves on the back for their group think, which is really not that hard. <laughs> I would love to hear a speech during the Oscars where they're talking about fatherlessness or, uh-huh. You're talking about something other than equal pay or, you know, gun violence, but they never want to talk about things like incarceration. Okay. One of the, one of the um, presentations that I did was at George Washington university. And I asked high school students, how many, how many black males ages 18 and older are incarcerated today? And these are, these are bright high school students and they were mostly black and Hispanic. They were at a leadership summit in, in DC um, by Congressman Stutzman, he was. It was a common. It was a collaborative effort with the United. Um, no, with the National Urban League. I'm sorry, with the Urban League right. there in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And their responses were 82 percent, 92 percent, 95 percent. I said, you really think that 95 percent of black males 18 and older are incarcerated today? Mm. I said it's less than four percent, and that mm. includes even those who are, you know, super. Uh, supervision, mm-hmm. whether they're on you know parole and things of that nature, less than four wow. percent. Wow. Yes, it's still high, but their jaws dropped. Yeah, because they believe these dishonest media narratives that one police are there's an epidemic of police killing black individuals, um, that there is an epidemic of black individuals. You know the whole school to prison pipeline. It is such. I mean, it, it's hyperbole is uh, an un, yeah. understated word yeah. okay. when it comes to this. Yeah. And so these are some of the things that I start to dismantle. Yes, there is a disproportionate number uh, according to the population. Yes. But for, for these young teens to think that 95% of them are in jail, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with this narrative. They're not getting, so, the, they're not getting the facts, Ryan. They're not getting the facts. Um, but victimhood is, victimhood is powerful, Marty. Yeah. Victimhood is very powerful. And yeah. when you get people believing that they're a victim, they, they can believe anything. Yeah. And that's where I think we are in a society. Yeah. And it's just victimhood is, is so potent. 
And it's, it, it seems to be the tool, the weapon with which not just mainstream media, but also public education yeah. uh, and Hollywood and the music industry. Public they education. wield it so recklessly. Wow. Yeah, public education. Boy, we could spend another hour on that, but we won't because um, we we need to start wrapping up. I, I'm going to ask you a very direct question. Why why would you come on a business show to tell your story? Why is that important that you'd come on just about any show? But why a business show? Do you think that has uh, your story and your work has any particular specific relevance to the business community or you just want to continue to tell your story because you want to change uh, change the world if you will give me give me some idea to that uh, some response to that question well you know I, business was my major i have a, a mbs in marketing and i grew up in a family that owned a business retail business I, yeah. business was a huge part of my life my dad was just the most incredible man I've ever known, a man of integrity. But see, just like every human life has purpose, every business has to have a purpose. I mean, there is, it's kind of one and the same. You know, you have a vision and you have a mission. And I think about the fact that everything I do, and even through the Radiance Foundation, so much of it has been fashioned and kind of formed by me watching my dad. Mm. The way that he acted in his business, the way he he treated people with such respect and love and compassion, the way that he did business, mm. honestly. I mean, my, my dad is definitely the most honest man I've ever known. He was a man of principle. Mm. And so it is the same way that we try to run the Radiance Foundation. We, we respect people and love people enough to know, um, for them to know the truth. I love you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. And because of that, I love people. And when you love people, you're not going to want to lead them astray. You're not going to want to fill their heads with misinformation. And same way in business, you want to do the best you can by your customers. Yep. You value them. Yeah. And so there are so many correlations. But had I not grown up in that whole environment and seen the way that my dad grew this small, what used to be a general store, into this massive um, store now and what's located in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, and to see my siblings who are now carrying on this legacy of integrity and faith and, and excellence from my father, uh, I don't know that the Raiden's Foundation would exist. <laughs> yeah. would be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. But there, there are so many tie-ins for me there, there, grown up in there, that environment. There absolutely is. I said at the very beginning of the show that I... Uh, this is a business show. Uh, I am having you on because I respect you. Um, I respect your courage to continue to tell the story that you're telling. And I want the audience, this business audience, to listen to what you're saying, to be informed for your families, your businesses, and your communities. Just be informed. The nightly news is not going to give it to you. Uh, I'm just saying that as a general statement. The general news is not going to give that to you. You need to go deeper. So my guest has been Ryan Scott Bomberger. His book is Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. One last time, tell us your website, Ryan. See uh, all of our original content at www.radiance.life. It has been awesome. And so thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. It was great talking to you, Marty. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show, and stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network.
bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.